This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Low Sign. Looking for cutting edge designs and unparalleled support and fast turnaround for all your sign needs? Low Sign has you covered. They produce for sale signs, directionals, riders, open houses, anything you need. Signs are produced within three days of being ordered, the fastest turnaround time in the industry. Best of all, when you call Lowen, you get a live person ready to guide you to choose the best looking and most effective sign for your real estate needs. Visit lowensign.com. That's L-O-W-E-N-S-I-G-N.com and find out why top realtors trust their listings with Lowen. And now onto our show. Welcome to Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And today is our monthly coaching moments with Ryan D'April. Now, if you're not familiar with Ryan, or if you're new to the show, Ryan comes on every month to give our listeners and our viewers a coaching moment and a coaching session. So let me tell you about Ryan. Ryan D'April is a progressive thought leader focused on providing for his agents and staff at D'April Properties. His strengths are his motivational skills, his coaching style, and his dedication to training. He has 14 offices throughout Chicagoland, and he's also in Wisconsin, Indiana, and Michigan with hundreds and hundreds of top producers. D'April Properties is a coaching company with eight strategic coaches who work week in and week out with every agent individually focused on business planning, coaching, and accountability. If you'd like to take your career to the next level, or if you're just not getting the attention you need from your existing firm, check out D'April Properties. Visit dapralproperties.com. That's D-A-P, sorry, D-A-P-R-I-L-E properties.com. Welcome once again, Ryan. Thanks, CJ. Thanks for having me. I figured I'd... uh come solo this time since we have a guest the past few times. Yeah. Well, we're, we're happy to have you uh, with or without a guest. And um, you always have a lot to say. And Ryan and I were actually speaking before the, we started broadcasting about, you know, what's going on right now, what are agents uh, facing and, and what are what are things agents need to keep in mind during these really sort of active, but stressful times. Uh, I know I've seen a lot of posts in different Facebook groups with brokers um, talking about, how you know wonderful it is if you're a listing agent right now and how difficult it is as a buyer's agent and how easy it is just to get sort of mar- mared down in, in, in the stress of that day to day and to maybe lose sight of the overall business plan and keeping things moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, I was thinking, you know, with our audience here is, um, let's see if we can pull them away from their business and look on it and look at maybe the different phases that are in your business, right? Great. Um, and let's talk about each of those phases. So from the lead generation side to that phase to when you actually get a client to when you're in contract with the client, right? To post client, let's maybe we dabble a little bit on all those phases and maybe give everybody perspective of what they need to do. Because I think personally the the the, the biggest uh, hurdle with our business is the distraction, the amount of distractions that are there. Yes. Um, you know, and I, and I think uh, one of the biggest enemies to a real estate agent's business is their actual clients in their business. Not that their clients are enemies, but if your client is controlling what you're doing during the day and you are always reactive and you're not proactive, um, you can find yourself, you know, we say it's on a highway to mediocrity or even outside out of the business. Um, so, and every market's so different, right? I mean, 
DJ, I don't know about you, but I started in 2005. I went through the Great Recession. I've had a 10-year boom. And now we have this crazy, uh, what I will, you know, it's an inflationary market, right? Um, I think that's the next thing that's coming down our pipeline is inflation. It's already on us. A, a, a piece of plywood was $37. I think it's $106 for a sheet. It's, uh, yeah, it's 320. The price of lumber has jumped 320% um, yeah. as from this time last year. And even from January, it's up 70% just from the beginning of the year. So things are crazy right now. It's absolutely crazy. And it's just different though, too. And for all of the listeners, you know, and the viewers here on Facebook Live with us understand is like, it's different. It's always different. Markets always shift, um, but your business doesn't have to shift. Your business is going to look different and you're going to handle things different. And there's going to be a lot of emotions that you're experiencing. Like, again, like you had mentioned right now, if you have a listing, you're selling it in a day over asking price. And if you're a buyer, you're writing a shit ton of buy contracts and you're losing out. You're maybe getting, you know, one on every five offers that you're writing for your buyers and your buyers are becoming really frustrated. That's all the in the business. That's all the doing the business. But how do you get there? And um, how do you grab yourself and pull yourself out of, especially like the the mental uh, gymnasium that we're living in? How do you pull yourself out of that that shit? You know what I mean? Like, hey, I got to look at my business. I got to look at what I'm doing. I figure let's kind of chat about that a little bit here. Um, because we could talk about techniques of how to get that that contract. We could talk about techniques about, you know, how to get somebody to accept it. And that's a skill set. And those are really important parts. But I think I think if we think about long term, I, I don't know when this is going to cool down. Obviously, I think interest rates are going to go up. Not anytime soon. But when you're having inflation, maybe even hyperinflation, the only way you control that is by increasing interest rates. Wouldn't you agree? Sure. You cool down the economy. Yeah. I think we've overstimulated our economy. Um, that's why we have this inflation. So, but the point is, is now it's going to look different. Um, but what really controls all of this is sales, is leads. And what are you doing and how are you handling that part of your business and how are you continually generating leads? And then what are you doing during the phases to give yourself, you know, that recharge? I, I posted something on our internal Facebook page this morning to uh, all of our agents and, our, and, um, and to uh, a group of loan officers as well that I'm coaching. And, and, I, and I said, you know, your decisions have a ripple effect. And that was kind of the header. And it said, a lot of individuals in our businesses get burnt out from an incredibly amazing career. And it's a choice that they're choosing to get burnt out. What I mean by that is, and what I went on to say in the post is, is that um, if you're fielding calls at eight o'clock at night to 10, 11 o'clock, you're choosing to field those calls. And uh, it's also an addiction. Um, yeah. You know, you got to be smart about your your mental health, your attitude. Eighty uh, percent of your success is completely built on your attitude, and you don't have to be a servant or a slave to your business. Uh, boundaries are not bad, and you don't even need to express that you're having boundaries. Just power the damn thing off. Um, yeah. Power it off at seven thirty at night and pick it back up at 8.30 the next morning when you're ready to get going at it. And mo most people, most clients are pretty reasonable. Um, you know, most people I've found in this world are pretty reasonable. There's outliers. There are crazy people out there. And, and if you have people like that, you're, you, you have a challenge if those are some of right. your clients and you can choose to 
you know, continue that relationship or not. But most people can handle you taking a, you know, a time off at night to unwind and recharge and not respond instantly to, to every text message. Well, yes, actually. And actually, most people are unaware of what they're doing. They don't realize they're calling you at nine o'clock at the last yeah. minute. They called you and went direct to voicemail. They're going to leave the voicemail and shoot you a text. You call them back at 830. Um, and if they fly off the handle, it, 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 you know, you just, I redirect it like, well, well I, I, was, I was in bed. Or right. I was reading my child's story. It's nine o'clock at night. Uh, there's no fire uh, that can't be handled between eight in the morning and six o'clock at night, quite honestly. And right. nothing's going to be solved overnight. Um, so anyway, so let's talk about the different phases. Okay. Let's talk about pulling ourselves out of the business. Um, and remember that distraction, right. Uh, as Robin Charmer says, distraction is the enemy of progress. Okay. And, and we, we are awash in distraction. We carry around a perfect distraction tool that at any moment, at any part of the day, depending on whatever you're experiencing, you can, yeah, Ryan, just pull, hold up a cell phone because you can literally distract yourself infinite in, to an infinite degree almost for free because we all have these devices on them. And it's very, very dangerous because it doesn't, I mean, it's a great thing too, of course, but it, 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 no. it, it, it <laughs> well, yeah, I just mean it's, it's great if it's used correctly. What's correctly. not good. Listen, yeah. this morning I was coaching uh, a group of loan officers in a classroom and I think we had about 14 people and I was highlighting uh, a particular loan officer who's brand new. I mean, six months into the business and we were surrounded by, you know, $70 million a year producers to brand new veteran, right? Loan officers. And uh, I was highlighting this one particular LO and I had what we call their dashboard because visual flow, Kanban, the Toyota manufacturing system, it's one of the keys to your success. It's one of the reasons what our dashboard is built on is visual flow to see where your business is. And I was teaching, uh, using him as an example because this kid's at $6 million in production. Wow. Right, with what he's closed and what he's got in processing. That's great for somebody six months in the business. I mean, it's yeah. phenomenal. And um, as I told him, hey, you're going to fill in these blanks and you need to be aware of these different people in the process. And here's why. I turned and started talking to somebody else and I noticed he was doing this. And I, and I said, hey, you know, what, what are you on the phone for? We're in a coaching session for one hour. He's like, oh, this insurance agent. I'm returning back to him. I said, you are in a career that can make you one, two, three, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars a year. We are here or more. We're here to learn how to grow your business. And you're texting an insurance broker right now. You know, and I'm actually highlighting you. I'm highlighting you and not highlighting you like patting your back. I'm highlighting your business to show you what's going on. Someone's asked a question. And I'm like, are you taken in or are you distracted by some insurance broker? You guys, you've got to understand how huge of an impact these distractions are having on your finances, on your pocketbook. Uh, most of us are missing so many opportunities because we're distracted on things that don't matter. Again, big fan of Robin Sharma. And what he says is most of us are busy being busy. Focus yeah. on being productive. Now, we're probably going to be productive at best, you know, an hour and a half to two hours a day, right? right. Um, but most of us choose to not even be productive most of the time. We wake up, we just jump into the busy. And busy just ain't going to get you there. And the, the, and the challenge with busy is it tricks us into thinking that we're 
we are productive because writing that, that uh, person back, the insurance agent feels productive. It's like, I just closed the loop. I had an open loop. I had, I closed it and awesome. I, I get a little dopamine hit and I feel good. But was that really the best use of the time at that moment? No, of course not. Yeah, right. So I'm going to write on the board here and get into this a little bit for uh, the viewing audience. And if they're listening to this on the podcast, they could go and see this live stream, right? Absolutely. And, and if you want to watch uh, what Ryan is going to be uh, writing, and we'll be describing it as well, um, in the show notes in the podcast episode is the link to the YouTube uh, video. Right. And so, you know, let's talk about the different phases. I'm, I'm actually just making this up as we're talking. I'm just thinking this out loud, trying to take Great. my thoughts, put it on paper. So you have the lead generation part. Let's call that phase one. Okay. You have the lead generation part. Then you have the prospects. All right. Let's call that phase two. Then you have the active clients. That's phase three. Then you have contract, phase four, and then you have post-close. And it's the fifth phase. Is Got that safe it. to say you've been doing this long enough, right? Yep. Okay. So let's talk about where we're spending most of our time, right? Now, if we have, you know, if we're focused on our working hours and we break it down to 100%, where do you think most people are spending their time? Well, they're spending their time servicing their existing clients. Is my probably spending the most time in phase three. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Phase three and probably under contract too. Yeah. So what percentage of the 100% would you say they're spending their time in? In the phase three, I'd say, boy, I'd say almost 50% would be my guess. Okay. And how about when it's under contract inspection, meeting appraiser, renegotiating yeah. a deal after the home inspection and all that stuff, right? Probably 20, 20%, 25% somewhere in there. 25%. Okay. So yeah. we have a hundred percent total. We've taken 75%. We have 25% of our time where we spend the rest of our time. Hmm. Right. Yeah. It's a rhetorical question. Yeah. And it's not for you to answer. It's for everybody, right? It's, it's, well, that's a rhetorical question to answer. It's for everybody to kind of ponder and think about what are you doing? Where, where are you spending your time? Now, if you're spending half of your time with your active clients and 25% of your time with your clients that are under contract, if you're still quasi active, you're negotiating sure. 75% of your time, right? How many, how many working hours are we spending in a day? Yeah. Eight, eight, 10? Yeah. What do you want to say? Eight or 10? Let's say, let's say eight, just to be conservative. So we have, you know what, can we say 10? Yeah, let's say 10. Real estate agents won't like me saying eight. They all, yeah. they all work 10. <laughs> well, and also I just realized it's going to help me with my math, right? When I said that. Oh, good. <laughs> Make it easier. Really yeah. Long division error. So, so now we have 10 hours in a day and we spent 7.5 hours on our actives and our pending deals. So now we got two and a half hours left. I bet you most people are just catching their breath in those two and a half hours. Sure. They're having you, lunch. You need some downtime. Yeah. Yeah. You're having lunch. You might be commuting. You might be in those 10 hours picking up the dry cleaning, picking your kids up from school. Maybe you're on the PTA. Maybe you volunteer to be on a podcast. So you're <laughs> on a podcast with somebody, right? This is real shit that goes on in our day, right? You got yep. paperwork and everything else you have to do. Maybe you're in an office meeting, right? Yep. So, so we got five phases. 
We have five phases of our business. This is what I think all the listeners need to really think about and step back, you know, that want to take their business to the next level. There is a true thing of working less and making more money. It absolutely is true. And uh, if you don't stop to plan, you're not going to achieve it. You're going to have a couple of those unicorns, those few percenters that this just comes naturally to them, right? I know that's not the majority. You know, there's 1.6 million real estate agents in the National Association of Realtors. And I think the last time I heard the statistic, 50% of them don't sell a home all year long. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. 50% of the agents that are members of the National Association of Realtors don't sell a home all year long. So there's a huge, overwhelming majority of us that are struggling to try to figure out which camera to look at, struggling to kind of get ahead. Well, listen, yeah. folks, this is not something that you're born with. Okay. This is a skill set you got to look, work on. And the truth is, um, it's all about self exploration. What are you doing? What are you spending time? I just, threw this up here right now. I mean, DJ, we're like, what should we talk about today? Right. And I just said, we'll talk about lead source and marketing versus lead gen, but all this is just kind of coming out when we say we step back, what are we doing today? And I would find it hard that anybody actually, it's funny that you threw this other, it would argue that's where they spend most of their time. And if you shifted this, if you shifted this and you spent 25% of your time on the actives, maybe 10% of your time over here and put 50% over here and 10% over here, right? Now we so get Ryan just put 50% in the lead generation, um, uh, lead generation bucket and then 10% of your time in prospecting. Yeah, you know what? Let's even switch it. Let's even change it. Let's, let's, let's change it up. Let's put 20% in lead gen, but let's do it consistently five days in a row. Yeah. And then let's take 10% on our prospects. It's called converting. One of the biggest reasons agents fail, loan officers fail, is they don't track their business. They don't have tools to track their business to see I'm doing all of this stuff. I'm networking. I'm on bus benches. I'm on postcards. I'm on email marketing. I got people and they're on a note book somewhere. Right. And you got to really die. You got to really die. Uh, uh, oh my gosh. You got to dissect how much of your time are you spending on one generating leads, but then two converting the leads. Right. And by the way, if you're working 10 hours a day, that's only one hour. It's only one hour on, on, on converting. And this is only two hours on lead generation. And maybe your lead generation is also organizing your database. Are you connected with them on social media? Are, do you have their home address for your auto flow? Do you have their email address for your email marketing and digital marketing? All of these things are really incredibly important to understand. So we spend now two hours, three hours, two and a half hours. So what am I at? Five and a half hours here? Yeah. Right? I'm at five and a half hours, six hours. I got three and a half hours rest in the working day to do the other things, lunch, a podcast with a friend, an office meeting, all of those other activities are incredibly important. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, I think the key to it is tracking, number one, what, where am I spending my time? But then most importantly is scheduling, right? Like how important is, you know, I, I'm such a 
a good example of this with respect to exercise. So I, I just got back from the gym uh, a few hours ago and for years and years and years, I knew I should work out and I never, I never could do it. Uh, I just wasn't naturally inclined to do that. And we all have parts of our business that we're not naturally inclined to do. We don't like doing it, but it's important. And the moment I realized that I could take time during the day to do that and that for accountability purposes, I would need to schedule it. And so it's been about a year. I have never now missed a session. I'm in the best shape of my life. I still hate every moment of it. It's the hardest thing I do. But the only reason it gets done is because I scheduled it. Absolutely. And the hardest thing about this, especially our business, is that it is a, uh, it's it's a it's a solo sport. Uh, yeah. Most people don't treat it as a team environment. They're out there and they're out slinging and they're doing it on their own. And uh, you got to figure out some type of accountability partner to have you focus and organize on this stuff. So let's 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 talk about the two phases. Um, I'm going to skip over lead generation for a minute. And I'm going to talk about the importance of seeing your business. Okay. Now, I'm going to give you some examples of, of agents that I coach on our dashboard and, and what it shows us. So we have this tab called the prospect tab. Now, the tab categorizes our business. Okay. And we have warm, cool, and cold. These are not active clients, DJ. Make right. sense? These are people who said they want to buy or sell, or you know they may have a need to want to buy or sell but they're not actively listed with you or they're not actively in the car driving around looking at properties. You get it? Yep. Next to these categories, we have dollar amounts. Some of these agents have anywhere from $4 million to $50 million in different amounts in these categories. Does that make sense? Yep. And then they're able to see who the lead is, what the lead source is, are they connected with them on social media, do they have email marketing, and the date of last contact. That's the most important thing, the date Absolutely. of last contact with these individuals. Can, can, we, can we pause for one moment? I want to just talk about, um, so you were talking about three buckets inside the prospecting or three statuses that any yeah. prospect could be. Cold, uh, uh, warm, or, or sorry, cold, cool, or warm. Um, I would like to know, if, if they're not actively working with, these are people you're trying to convert into clients. How do you estimate what, per, what amount per, per, like, do you, do you look at what their current home that they're, if, if they own a home that they're living in and then what they might upgrade to, how do you estimate what that amount might be in it's production? A, it's, it's a big delta. It's within a hundred grand. Got it. It's within a hundred grand. Hey, um, let's just look, I'm in the West loop right now, the headquarters. And this person's looking for, you know, a two bedroom condo. Guess what? It's $400,000, right? right? I'm in Park Ridge and they're looking for a four bedroom, three bathroom house. I'm going anywhere between six and $900,000. I'm going to settle on six fifty because I want to be conservative. Got it. They're going to buy a $500,000 house. Fine. They buy a million dollar house. Great. It's an, a surprise. But at least we can start building my forecast and visual flow. The dashboard that uh, we built at our company, that I have uh, now a company, it's a technology company, it's a CRM, and I have a slew of software developers. The whole principle behind it is a Toyota manufacturing system. And that takes in Kaizen, which means continuous improvement. You got to continuously be improving your skill set and what you do. And then Kanban, and Kanban means visual flow. And so this spells all this out and you could actually see it. Some numbers you have to plug in, like, hey, that's an estimate, but it, boom, it puts it in black and white, it actually puts it in color for you. 
builds up pie charts, bar charts, and you get to have an understanding, hey, here's my business, this is what I'm doing. And we spend, well, we should spend one to two hours a day on the lead generation. And then we got a shit ton of leads. Now we got to categorize them. Then we got to say, what am I doing? 10% right. of my day? If you're working 10 hours a day, it's one hour. That's all it's going to take. And then you could look at it and maybe this might be 48 leads. And they're categorized, warm, cool, cold. Warm. Warm as you are 95% certain they're going to transact this calendar year before December 31st of the year you're in. And you're 95% certain they're going to hire you. If you're anything less, they're cool or they're cold. Okay? And most people gravitate to the warms. No. The warms you're taking for granted. I'm not the warms are gonna The warms are already, already in the back. They're in the back. Yes. And so you're organizing it by cold, top, cool. And then you're looking at your data last contact. Holy smokes, you better not let more than three weeks go past. Now, cool is you're certain they'll use you, but they're going to transact next year. Cold is you're not certain they're going to use you. So you right. start with cold first, and you're going after the relationship, not the sale. Right. You're going after the relationship, not the sale. If you sell, you're chasing. If you sell, you're chasing. If you get the relationship, you're going to attract. You're going to attract them. And people work with people that they know, they like, they meet, flesh and bone. They have a personality, you have a personality, and you're, you're sinking. That's typically what your network's going to use. Your network's going to work with you. Your network is your net worth, okay? But you spend time on the lead generation. You know, let's, let's, let's get it figured out here. Uh, an hour a day of looking at our prospects. I'm just saying look at it. And so I got, I got DJ Paris. Am I connected with him on Facebook? Am I following him on Instagram? Do I have him connect on LinkedIn? The date of last contact was... May 11th. Okay, that's cool. I'm done. I'm moving on to the next one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and the day last contact and the message was, hey, buddy, just saw you were in Florida. How was it visiting your sister down there? Something yeah. like that. But I know that information because he put it on Facebook. He put it on Instagram. That's my job. I don't sell houses. I create relationships. Selling a house is a byproduct of what I do. Does that make sense? Should, I, I almost wonder, it, it makes perfect sense. I almost wonder if prospecting is really just synonymous for deepening relationships. Goddamn right it is. Well, you know, I would let's say lead generating. Yeah, lead generating is for sure. I mean, if we're going to dive, if we're going to, we're going, I did this a long time ago. I think one of our first podcasts. Uh, can you see this little yep. triangle I'm drawing? Right. Um, we're going to go fishing for buyers and sellers. Okay. We're going to go fishing for buyers and sellers. These are three different lakes that they live in. Do you remember this? Yep. Okay. What's PWL stand for? Uh, that I don't. Purchase web lead. Purchase web leads. Zillow. Realtor.com. Realtor.com. By the way, real estate agents, these are not competitors. They're a vendor to you. Most real estate agents think Zillow is a competitor. They're not. Redfin's a competitor losing tens of twenties of millions of dollars a year with public trade money. That's a whole other different story, right? <laughs> Working for free. Zillow is a vendor to you. Okay. Zillow, realtor.com, Trulia, even Redfin, if they'd shift their bot model around, they probably start making money. They should be swimming in this lake, being a vendor to realtors and loan officers instead of trying to compete at lower margins that we're already working at. Anyways, that's called purchase web lead. Here's what your conversion rate looks like. Well, 5%. Yeah, it's, maybe 5%. Yeah, 2 to 4%. Yeah, 2 to 4%. Yeah, 5% if you're a superstar with us. Yeah, yeah 2 to 4%. And by the way, uh, agents, if you're going to be doing this and purchasing these leads, you need to do it the right way. It means you got to follow up within 10 seconds. 
maybe even and, less. I'm not a and, Zillow. And, and you got to call a lot of times yeah. over a, uh, of several weeks. But yeah, so purchase web leads uh, right. are are one one way to to, to generate leads. This lake to go uh, fishing is lake prospecting. You could do open houses. You could farm a neighborhood. You could call canceled, expires, for sale by owners. You jump up between 10 to 15% conversion rate because they actually meet you. They see you. Who, what are you looking for? Somebody wants to buy or sell your home. Well, somebody wants to buy or sell a home is a cancel listing. They just didn't do it. Now you're on the phone with them. You're, it's higher than somebody perusing the internet, looking at homes on Realtor or Zillow. So your, your, your capture rate gets a little bit higher. And then the last lake is your network. And your network is your net worth. You like your network is your net worth. And your conversion rate here is about an 80% capture. Now, hold on. This is really important. Your capture of your network is about 80% if you have a relationship. Most people mistake, like, I'm not getting 80%. I'm not converting 80% of my network. And then I dial it back and we look at your activities like, well, you're not in monthly life flow with these people. So if you're not creating relationships, you're not sending the real estate ports, you don't have an auto flow program where they're getting postcards, email marketing every single month. Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. There's the right way and there's the wrong way. If you do web leads and you do them the right way, you're looking at two to 4%. If you have a network and you do it the right way, you're looking at 80%. I've never met anybody who's done this the right way. It hasn't worked out. I've met people who've done the hokey pokey. You know what the hokey pokey is? <laughs> Put your left foot in, you yeah. take your right foot out, and yeah. there's so many real estate agents. And they're they're in and they're out, and right. they're in. And I saw this motivational speaker, and I'm in for an hour, and then I'm out for four months, and I'm in, and then I'm out. You got to be consistent. You got to treat it like a business, and you need visual flow. You got to see where you're at. So we're going fishing. These are three different lakes. Now let's go gambling. Do you gamble, DJ? I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. DJ, do you did you do you have your real estate license? I do. Okay, great. Did you take a real estate class to get your real estate license? I did. What did it cost? $500. Cool. Are you a member of an association? I am. What does it cost a year? Uh, $1,400, somewhere around Great. There. You gamble every single day, bud. That's true. <laughs> you spending an hour with me here? It's a gamble. Yep. I could embarrass you, right? I could be a flop, and maybe I am a flop, but you get my point? Everything is a gamble in life, and you're gambling your money, and you're gambling your time. So let's go gambling. Here's your blackjack tables, right? We're going down the, you know, the, we're, we're going down the Bellagio. Here's the three different black. Here's the cool thing though. They're telling us our odds of winning, right? Here's your odds of winning, you know, where are you putting your money? Um, that is what I try to get everybody to kind of focus on. And so if you're going to spend most of your time, 20% of your 10 hours in working, you should be focusing on generating relationships with your network. Yeah. Then you create this whole bank, this whole bank. It could be from four to $50 million, even more of prospects, warm, cool, and cold. Boy, let's spend an hour looking at these and my colds and my colds. I'm doing the exact same thing I'm doing over my prospects. I'm just maybe doing it more frequently here, maybe once a week, maybe every other week. I have never worked on a lead that I have converted from an open house or a farm that I've said, you know what? You've called me all the time and you're really bugging me. Leave me alone. Never. I've had right. tons and tons of people who've got no response from nine months, 10 months later say, hey, I really appreciate you reaching out to me. Sorry, I never circled back, but we're ready now. And, yeah. and we 
and we really appreciate you always reaching out. Can we get out and see a home next week? Okay. But you got to look at the phases of your business. Spend where you're spending most of your 10 hours a day. Lead gen relationship building. And then when they come over here, right. Focus on one hour a day of looking at it and converting these people. Okay. Then, and then look at the lead source. So if the lead source is a, a uh, purchase web lead, your frequency has got to be 10 times higher. If a lead source is an open house, 10 times higher, 10 times higher than what, Ryan? Than your network. What about a network referral? Same damn thing. Your communication needs to be 10 times higher and more frequent than somebody that's in your network that you have a relationship with. You can't right. take the network for granted, right? But you are a stranger. And you know what they say about stranger, right? Stranger danger. Yep. If you're a stranger to these prospects, your chances plummet down to the 2 to 4% range. You have the ability through the decisions you make on your daily actions to increase those odds. And understand this. It's not your managing broker. It's not your company. It's not your spouse. It's not your teammate. It all stops, starts, and stops with you. And it's all based on the decisions that you're making. Maybe get a buddy, maybe get a friend, maybe get a CRM. We could see all this, outline it, put a little bit of time and effort into visually flowing and seeing what you're doing and watch the results. And honestly, you guys, it does get easier as the years go on. You do create the compound effect, the snowball effect. Um, uh, but you got to put in the effort. You got to put in the, the good couple of years of being consistent day in and day out. All right. So what else? Let's talk about uh, lead sources versus marketing. Does that work for you? Yeah, great. All right. So because we we're just talking about the lead sources there. Um, and I'm just throwing everything at you guys. Is that okay? Yeah, it's great. And, and while, while you're writing, I was just going to mention, you know, if you're thinking about, okay, how do I work? Uh, and deepening those relationships from people that aren't, uh, who don't necessarily know, like, and trust me yet. And Ryan made a good point by saying, really, you should be spending a good chunk of time, you know, building and deepening those relationships so that they do turn into that 95% that is, you know, likely to use you. But in order to do that, you, you have to track when's the last time I contacted them, as Ryan mentioned. And there's so many opportunities to contact them. And it doesn't have to be a real estate reach out. We just had Mother's Day two weeks ago. You should know everybody in your database who is a mother who has children also who is a mother who's a pet a pet mom some people you know consider that mother motherhood and and so those are that's a perfect reason to reach out and say hey uh, uh you know happy belated mother's day or, or you know there's so many of these opportunities it doesn't have to be yeah. let's talk real estate can you see what i wrote up here on the board you wrote it's a choice it's a choice and the reason i'm saying that you triggered me is you said you got to open up your your dashboard our dashboard or a crm and you've got to record it. And I hear many people in coaching say, I'm just not good at recording. Sure. Um, <clears throat> any one of those individuals that tells me that, I tell them that they could give a PhD in a college atmosphere <laughs> on how to record something into a CRM. It's just a choice. And we all got to be real with ourselves. You're just choosing not to record. And right. I'm going to tell you, if you choose not to record, then you can't see what's happening. Let me tell you, the main inspiration of the dashboard 
comes from the Toyota manufacturing system, which is a, it's a CRM, right? But what it does is, is, is I've worked with so many CRMs in the real estate business and they were not giving me the visual cues that I need. And studying right. the Toyota manufacturing system, they have Kaizen and Kanban. You have to write it. You've got to record it. If you don't, you can't know what's going on with your business. It's just like bringing your car to a mechanic and they put all the equipment to your car and it gives up all this data, all this information, and they know how to fix it. If you're not recording it, then you're not going to get stuff in your snapshot. And we're not going to be able to tell you how to bob and weave and how to grow your business. And right. it all comes down to this. It's a choice. It is just everything in life you do is a choice. And to say yes to one thing is saying no to something else. And say no to something is saying yes to something else. So I would tell everybody, step back and really listen to what you're saying. Really, really listen to what you're saying. And, you know, especially for us that are parents that are sending our kids to school, then we're spending $50,000 a year for college tuition. And then we're saying, well, I'm not good at recording. And I'm like, what? You're going to spend 200 grand for your kid to go to college, right? Spend the time to record the notes of the last reach out you made to your network. Why? Because yeah. it's everything. And any top producer will tell you how incredibly important it is. And, and our minds are just not capable of remembering this information. Okay. We're, we're just not it's, not, it's not something we can do. So you don't have to worry about it. You just have to record it. Totally. So, okay, going down back to the basics again, trying to benefit all the listeners here. Everybody, whether you've been a real estate agent for 30 years or you've been in the business for one week, uh, most real estate agents can't tell me the difference between the two. Okay. Right. And it's important to know the difference between the two. Why and the, the two is Ryan has written is lead source versus marketing. Yeah. And why it's important to know the difference is I hear people say, you know, I've done this and fill in the blanks, email right. marketing. I've done grocery cart ads. I've done a billboard and I never got a lead from it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And my response is, well, then you don't know the difference between a lead source and marketing. You've got to know the difference between a lead source and marketing because a lead source is where you get business from. Marketing is a channel. It's, it's an activity that you are directing towards one of those lead sources. Does that make right. sense, DJ? I'm Absolutely. looking up, down, and all over the place. I got all the cameras over here. Sorry about that. No, 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 no. You're, it's doing fine. But but this is important because oftentimes people try one thing that they think is 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 a lead source, and what it really is is a branding exercise, or it's a uh, you know, it's it's just keeping your name. Uh, in, in front of someone, and it's not necessarily going to be a direct linear line to a consumer, to to a customer. Right. So let's do it together. Okay. Let's 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 go over a lead source. You want to give me a name of a lead source? Uh, sure. Um, referrals. Referrals. We go one step beyond that in our dashboard. Referrals from where? Existing clients. Network. Or past clients, we'll say. Network. Network, yeah. Referral from your network. Because an existing client and a past client get categorized in your network. Yeah. Okay. Now, in your CRM, you should have categories of people in your network. We have network, suspects, acquaintances, and then farm. A suspect is somebody I met at Zillow, somebody I met in an open house, somebody who is a referral from a network. They get put mm -hmm. in my network, but they're a suspect 
until I'm flowing with them. They're flowing with me. And then I recategorize them. I recategorize an acquaintance or network. We'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. Yep. So referral from your network is a lead source. What's another lead source? Uh, farming. Farming. What's another lead source? Um, let's say uh, like yeah, bench ads. Or no, uh, that would be marketing. Um, so uh, yeah, um, farming, I would say uh, purchase web leads is a lead source. Yeah, purchase web lead. And we don't just say the Z word, say purchase web lead because there's many different web lead providers out there, okay? Realtor.com, they got OpCity, uh, Lending Tree if you're a loan officer, go on and so forth. So purchase web lead. What's another one? Uh, for leads, let's see. Um, as a non-actively producing broker, I'm, I'm struggling here, but- Okay, uh, that's okay, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, network. Network. A network and a referral from your network are two different lead sources, right? It's right. A similar, but you gotta categorize them different. Right. You market to your network, you're gonna get referral from your network, but you need to categorize that lead. So referral from your network, your network, a farm, a purchase web lead. How about open houses? Sure. Okay, last one. There's more. Okay. Yeah, may, may, maybe just um, you know meeting someone socially. You know, in, a new introduction that network you or if that falls under network. Okay, yeah, I guess you're network. right. Okay, yeah. but I'll say listing lead. And what's a listing lead? Uh, a call of you from your for sale side. Sure. Okay. Or they saw your listing on Realtor. You aren't paying Realtor, nor are you paying Zillow for leads. But they saw, they scrolled all the way down, they found they, out who the listing yeah. agent was, and they called you direct. Sure. That's a listing lead. Is this important to know these? You know, and, and I want to add one more to that because I just realized there's a really important one. Um, and that is referrals from other realtors in other areas. In other words, building relationships with other realtors, especially if you live in an area that people move to uh, or retire to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do agree. I throw those in my network though. Okay. That makes sense. So it, that's a really great point, right? It's a really good, good point, but I categorize them as uh, Jill with Remax and Sammy with Caldwell Banker and Bill with sure. Properties. They're in my network and I'm with ABC real estate company somewhere. Got okay? it. And then I'm live flowing with them because they, they're a referral source for me. Okay. So we got listing leads, open house, purchase, lovely farm. And there's more, but this is for... Do you think it's important to know where your leads come from? Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Why do you think it's important to know that? Because, my, well, I'll tell you why it's important for me to know that because I wouldn't, my brain does not categorize things and, and sort uh, with accuracy. So I wouldn't ever really know where the bulk of my leads were coming from. I would only know where the last lead came from because that's where my mind. So if I, if I don't track it, there's no way my, my mind would ever be able to just inherently know 20% came from this. And so there's just no way for me to know unless I had it. So it down. will, it will, it will categorize where your leads for it. You'll know what percentage of your business is coming from your lead sources. Right. Yep. And then it will help you with the value you have in terms of what's value to you, which is time and money. You right. have a choice and you're going to spend time and you're gonna spend money in this business. That's why I really wanna tell everybody listening to this, golly, if you're, not, if you're not putting one to two hours a day into live flow, recording it, what are you spending your time and money on? 
You're right. blindly just throwing time and money out there. And let me tell you something, your time is more, more val- way more valuable than money ever will be. And we spend time like it's, <laughs> we save money like it's, 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 it's scarce. And we spend time like we'll always have it. It's the other way right. around. Money is always around. There's always enough money. There's so much money. Be very, very wise with the time you spend. Because when it's gone, it's gone. So you have your time and money and it gets to let you know, where is my business coming from? What's the easiest form of conversion? And then where am I going to spend my money on marketing? I was with an agent uh, the other day in another state coaching a group of individuals. And she had mentioned to me that she didn't do shopping carts. And this is an agent in the community uh, that farms, okay, and uh, has an auto flow program. And we were just chatting. And I said, you got to consider and think about reinforcing your brand through other mediums out there. A shopping cart's not a bad idea. And she said, I never got a lead from a shopping cart. Right, right. And, and so just, just to make a point for all of our non-Chicago listeners, there is an agent in Chicago who is on every one of those dividers um, in that, you know, those little dividers you put in uh, on to separate your groceries from others when you're checking out. And, and he's been doing that for years and years and years. He's one of the top agents in Chicago. And I bet he would probably say he doesn't get a lot of phone calls from that either. Hey. You know what? Absolutely. And that particular agent, it's really interesting because that particular agent is in a, is in a cold call type of coaching with other agents. And yeah. they're like, he's a cold call. That's like, it's like bullshit. I know exactly what you're talking about. He's in Roscoe village. He supports all the Roscoe village, uh, uh, community events. He's sponsoring the schools. He's very involved. This guy is a network champion. He's everywhere. He's and he's branding himself properly. That's the right way of doing it. I almost think of the people that are in the coaching with him on the calling the cancel expires. I'm like, Jesus Christ, 80% of this guy's activities is network based with a brand reinforcement to it. And the shopping cart is just a brand reinforcement to it. So she said to me, she goes, I've never gotten a call. And then she goes on, she goes, only calls I get is my friends come and say, I seen you on the shopping cart. And they're sending these little stupid pictures of me and the shopping carts. That's awesome. Yeah, that's like, incredible. That's what yeah. yeah, that's what you're looking for. And then you look at her business; it all comes from her network and her network referral. And I'm like, this is why you need to record this and then track where and what you're doing. So, a postcard. Sure. Hey guys, you don't get leads from postcards. You send postcards to a farm. You send postcards to maybe a whole bunch of web leads that you acquired over the few years. Maybe you send your postcards to your network, okay? You get to pick where you do it. So you don't get the leads from the postcard. You get the lead from the lead source. You know, I just want to pause you. It reminds me of, of an old an old joke I heard. It's not even a joke. Uh, something I heard 20 some years ago before social media, where all we had was were business cards. And, and I, I said, boy, I've handed out so many business cards for this, this other industry I was involved in. I never got a call back. And the person goes, hey, dummy, no one's ever, they're going to throw your card away in two seconds. And they said, that's not the reason why you hand out a card. They said, the reason to hand out a business card is to get one back. Mm-hmm. to get the other person's information. That's They're right. going to throw your stuff away. They don't care about you, but right. you should care a lot about them. And, and so anyway, I was just thinking about that. With, you know, uh, so with- I'll digress along at that point for, again, for the listeners, just trying to get a little nuggets of information. Um, I do have this distraction, my cell phone in my back pocket. And when I engage with some, interact with somebody, 
I start engaging with them. I said, hey, what's your information? Now I pull it out. So I'm just going to text you really quick. Did you get my number? I, they got to give me their cell phone number for me to text them. I got them, then record their name. I got their cell phone number. I could do all the rest from at home. Um, that's a technique that I use. I don't carry business cards with me ever, but yeah. because I, I focus on, you know, forward family occupation, recreation, creating a dialogue, building trust. And I say, Hey, I'm going to text you my information. Here's my, give me yours too. That's a great point that you bring up. Um, email marketing is a marketing. Yeah. Uh, it's spam. It's, yeah. It's you're, spam. you're not going to get a lot of responses, if any, to those either, but that's not the reason to send it. The reason to send it is before they hit that delete button, uh, they are going to say, Oh, Brian just sent me something. Okay. Delete. But a hundred percent. And all they're seeing you guys is from your name, Ryan. Yeah. Right. And then subject. Whatever. Just yeah. sold. Here's a Manhattan recipe. They know yeah. what it is and they delete it. But Ryan. Right. They think Ryan. Yep. Yeah. They think Ryan. Um, it's spam. And that's why it's so funny when agents are like dissecting their email marketing. And they're creating the greatest email marketing campaign that took eight hours of a 10 hour day and they neglected what's going to really move the needle in their business, which is the phase one part over here. Postcard email marketing. Okay. Anyways, going on social media. Cannot tell you how many people say I got a lead from Facebook. No, you didn't. You did not. You didn't get a lead from as much as you want to think we could peel the onion and you're going to figure out that it came from a friend of a friend. It came from a network or it was a digital farming campaign that you had running. Social media is a marketing platform. Now, I think social media is better for developing relationships and researching people. That's a whole other conversation. Um, and then again, we can get on it. Bus benches, right? Sure. Billboards and shopping carts. Yep. And I figured, you know, Maybe we kind of stop there. I, I don't want to go over every single phase and cycle. And I just thought, hey, are you spending the one to two hours a day on the lead generation? Then you create this bank of business. Do you have a visual flow? Are you seeing it? And then you're looking at what you needed to be doing. And then you have your auto flow campaign, right? Where you're spending time and money and you are being, you're ridiculing these poor little marketing resources out there because they're not bringing you leads because you're, you're familiar that they're not supposed to. You send them to these lead sources. This is, this is who you're critical of. No, I'm not saying don't do purchase web leads. All right, I'm just doing it. Yeah, uh-uh, I'm not gonna spend my money here. Um, sure, I got time, I'll do this. Uh, I don't have any listings and I'm gonna put all my time in there. So now I have a three-legged stool, right? Open houses, network, and I don't know, farm. I, I pick two, but you get my church. Sure. Right. And this is where you, you say, I'm not going to do, or I am going to do, then I'm going to spend time and money on marketing to these lead sources. And then folks, as we've said before, we all overestimate what we can do in a year and we underestimate what we can do in a decade. Don't do this for two, three months and give up. All right. This is a multi, this is a many years, right? It's actually a career long activity that you should uh, devote your career to. And I'm telling you, take it from me, it gets easier at the end of year two and three. In year five and six and seven, it's, it's minimal efforts for you to move the needles and your business to get bigger and bigger and bigger. My biggest job is motivating people to get through their first 
year or two. And sure. then when I get and I work with an experienced agents, like, oh my God, you're easy to adjust and fix. Stick with this for four or five months. But again, there's 80% of us that aren't going to do it. And you can't escape it. And this is the last thing, I guess, for all the listeners to hear. Let's just say there's 10 people listening to our podcast. Okay, DJ? There's 10 people listening to our podcast. Two of the listeners here are going to put this stuff into practice. Yeah. Eight are not. And it's a simple choice the listeners are making. Turn off the radio, turn off the podcast, get on the phone, and go through life. And they're saying, oh, my God, I should do that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's, but then when subconsciousness takes over and they're not clear about what they're doing and they're not making a plan, 80% of them just choose not to do it. Yeah. And, and if I had to give just one simple suggestion to help kickstart all of this is spend the first 30 minutes to an hour of every day planning the whole day and planning the rest of the week, but knowing what you're going to do that day. You know, when are you going to respond to text messages? When are you going to respond to emails? Because things are going to come at you all day long. All day long. And all day long, and you have a choice on how you want to react. And you have to admit to yourself that you might have an addiction in, in replying to things. I know I do. So I have to set boundaries so that I know, okay, did I get my, you know, 20% of my day? Did I spend 20% of my day marketing? Well, if I waited till the end of the day to figure that out, I probably didn't. Yeah. If I spent the first you know, even if, okay, you don't have an hour in the morning, you have 15 minutes, spend 15 minutes, plan out your day and make sure that you have all of those different phases covered for the day, you know, and, you know, and, and again, it's not going to be perfect. You know, not, life isn't linear. It's it sort of jags and uh, goes up and down, but it's not a linear progression up. But if you can just do your best to every day, look at what you're going to do that day. Is that going to move your business forward? Is it going to serve your existing clients? Are you reaching out to new prospects? Are you deepening relationships? You know, if you can say you did that every day, I mean, there's no chance, but unless you're just an awful realtor, you are going to have a very successful business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And your business day, so the planning the day that DJ is talking about, you could do that six in the morning, five in the morning, seven in the morning. Or um, the night before. Or the night before. Um, you should start your work day at 8.30 in the morning. And your first thing in your work day, uh, 8.30 or 9 in the morning, all right, between those, right? Not at 11, not at 12. It should be between 8.30 and 9 is when you start. The first hour should be pure, reaching out to your network. How you doing? Checking in, researching them. At 10 o'clock, turn it off and go to all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, if you're a night owl, it's not going to work. Don't do this stuff at night. People don't just, I'm telling you, it's a choice. Get yourself in the pattern of it's the first thing you knock out. There's only a limited amount of willpower that we have. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you will not it's depleted. have willpower to do it. It's gone. It's over. Yeah. So you got to do it starting at nine in the morning and at 10 to 1030, you go on and do all the other stuff you want to do. And if you follow DJ's advice, maybe you got a plan and now you know what you're going to do at 1030, 1130 and 1230. Awesome. Well, what a great, what a great uh, hour, what we just spent. This was fantastic. I, I know it was valuable uh, for our listeners and our viewers. And I want to thank Ryan for spending this time with us. Ryan runs, oh gosh, now I guess four company, four companies now. Well, maybe even, maybe even more than that. Well, we got uh, the technology, right? Yep. So we got the, the dashboard, uh, title, insurance, mortgage, and you know, let, let's get a let's give a plug to your businesses. Obviously, we talk about April Properties. If you're a Chicagoland agent, or if you're an Indiana, Michigan, Wisconsin, looking for a new firm that 
does this kind of coaching and teaches you how to actually build a business. Uh, we didn't, funny enough, we didn't talk about any tactics around real estate. You know, we talked about business building and that's what Diepel Properties does. So you can obviously go learn about them at diepelproperties.com. But Ryan, why don't we talk about just very quickly, tell me about your title company, your your lending company, and sure. also this uh, this new software company. Sure, sure. So we have a mortgage company. We're a mortgage bank. We're licensed in Indiana, Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin, Florida, and we're expanding to a couple other markets. Um, uh, we originated close to about a half a billion dollars last year in mortgage lending, and uh, we're growing. Uh, uh, we're growing quite a bit. And as the mortgage applications are going down, um, our lenders are seeing their business go up and up and up because we run our mortgage company like we run a real estate company. We're a coaching organization. So we coach all of our loan officers. We have a uh, marketing plan set up for them. We have a coaching plan for them. We have a software we created. It dials in and it focuses on real estate agents and and, 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 and creating those realtor relationships. Then we have a mortgage. We have a title company. We're underwritten by Fidelity. We're underwritten written by Stuart. And uh, so we're a full service title company. Um, and we obviously uh, write a lot of our own title work, but we do a lot of external uh, real estate agents and real estate attorneys title business here in Chicago, plus Michigan and uh, or Illinois are, oh my God, Indiana, Wisconsin. What other company? Then we have an insurance company. So we do property and casualty insurance, right? So homeowners and auto insurance, um, it all kind of focuses around the home. So sure. we're able to, you know, give full service to our clients. And then finally, and really kind of like um, one of my most passionate things is, is we have this technology company, which is the, uh, a dashboard. And a dashboard is built for lenders. It's built for real estate agents, title agents, and insurance agents. And it takes into consideration um, the principles. Hold on here. It takes into consideration the... Uh, uh, the Kanban and Kaizen, like I was talking about, continuous improvement and uh, focusing on um, or seeing where your business is. So I have uh, been in the business as a real estate agent, as a producing real estate agent for, well, since 2015, late 2004, 2000, 2005, not 15, since 2004, 2005, I've been in the business and I have worked with many CRMs and most of them are focused on you know, web leads, search engine optimization. That's the stuff that gets agents excited. Um, it's focused on, you know, a website and all that stuff. And ours does that, but it's ours is more focused on your network is your net worth. Uh, it connects you directly to your network through social media, the various social medias that are out there from Instagram to LinkedIn to Facebook. Uh, it tracks your activities and then it takes everything, puts in a snapshot and shows you, you know, different stages of a client, where they are, the prospects, or just your network and categorizes them. And, and that's our dashboard uh, uh, a company, which also accompanies a coaching platform as well. So that's, those are our companies. Wow. Well, it's, it's a lot that you do and we appreciate you coming on every month to share some of that wisdom about how you run those companies and how you train those employees, uh, which is the exact same strategies that, that you're showing us uh, on these podcasts. So on behalf of the audience, we want to thank Ryan for, for taking time out of his day. And on behalf of Ryan and myself, we want to thank our audience for also sh uh, showing up and continuing to support our show. And the best way you can continue to help us grow is tell a friend. Think of one other real estate professional or 
a lending office, a loan officer, or a, a title agent, somebody that is related to this industry that is looking to increase their production. And we talk to top producers and we talk to people who coach the top producers like Ryan. So send them a link to our website. Uh, it's keepingitrealpod.com. They can stream every episode we've ever done. Or if they're a podcast person, have them pull up a podcast app on their phone, Hit uh, look for Keeping It Real, do a search, hit that subscribe button and keep uh, keep spreading the word. It's, uh, it's We're so grateful for everyone who continues to do that. We spend zero money on our marketing and we keep growing and growing. So thank you to uh, our, our guest, Ryan, for helping uh, create this great content. And also thank you for our, our audience who has been so supportive and uh, keeping us in, in the spotlight. Um, Ryan, thanks so much. We will see you next time. All right, DJ. Thanks for having me.